Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of Adolescent Adults. I'm Mariah. Miss BJ. And today we have my good brother Jeremy here to uh, have a nice little conversation with us about love and relationships. So, you know, coronavirus is real and everybody's not in the same place. So we wrap this on up with a cute little Zoom. And we're going to go ahead and slide right on into this interview. We hope you guys enjoy it and leave all your feedback in the comment section. Tell us where you're from, what you do, if you want to tell us what you do, and like definitely plug your podcast. Let's start there. Oh, that was happening anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what's up? Uh, This is your boy, Jeremy, a.k.a. Sir of the 2020 Podcast, where we highlight topics such as this. We highlight black businesses, entrepreneurs, events, uh, careers, everything. If it's positive, we highlight it. So, yeah. Yes, I up. like that. That's okay, and what um what where do you reside in this good here United of the States? Ah, uh, in the disunited states. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in uh, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, to be exact, Port City. Oh, okay. Salute. Stand up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so today our topic has been, or something that I've kind of been like noticing throughout social media is this trend of men kind of having like i feel like quick glimpses of like openness about their emotional um i would say emotional intimacy when it comes when it comes between them and like their romantic relationships Uh, i've noticed that a lot of black men are in particular feel as though they really don't have a place for like their emotional refuge or somebody they can go to and rely on and just somebody i can tell my shit to and it's not gonna come back on me and that's a new phenomenon for me because I'm not like that and I guess it's almost like if it's not affecting you you're unaware of it I was just unaware that it was happening I was unaware that there are women that actually did this so I was interested in hearing from a man's perspective um, how that affects you and like your experiences with this I guess we could start with um how how often do you feel like you encounter this problem when it comes to like relationships or just simply like having a conversation with a woman? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a hundred percent of them. Ooh, mm. wow. Cruel. And uh, I know that probably sounds like I have a bad choice in, in women, but that's not the case. It's uh, I feel like, and I mean this of no offense, of course, this. Um, I feel like women have this over-romanticized idea of a relationship. Mm. Mm. What I mean by that is uh, they watch these movies, they Mm. read these books, uh, they listen to stories on Instagram and all this shit, and they get this false idea, this media front prettiness. Mm. Um, It's like the Instagram model of relationships. (laughs) And they think it's it's all real and beautiful and stuff, but on the inside, it's toxic it's nothing further than an image it's a front Mm. and i learned this uh when i found out that 
women are women like to undertake and i mean this generally so i know i'm gonna get a lot of heat for this but i don't care um (laughs) women are nurturers you like to heal but if you take that capability away from them you take that that role form uh resentment can occur Hmm. you know because now that purpose that they had in fulfilling you which make them feel good which is kind of self-serving uh they can resent you um and then God forbid you find an outlet somewhere else mm-hmm. and you change or you grow in some manner. And the thing about growth, growth doesn't necessarily have to benefit both parties in a relationship. True. My personal growth can be just my growth. But I've noticed that jealousy can stem from that because when I become less dependent on you, um, you feel like I've taken something away from you. Hmm. That's a very interesting perspective. I definitely agree with you. Hold on. We live in the hood and we got loud ass cars. <laughs> so my bad. Okay, but yes, I uh, definitely agree with you on the romanticizing of relationships. I personally don't. I tend not to do that. I just looked into my my natal chart not too long ago and I discovered that I have a very nice balance of masculine and feminine energy and one thing that I discovered about myself as I was growing up and coming into like my womanhood is that I did I didn't like the movies like The Notebook or um or I mean that's really the only one I can think of because I don't watch those types of movies but I know like that's the fucking movie you know what I'm saying and I and I agree with you. I found that in real life, while having interactions with men in real life, that wasn't what was tea. That wasn't what was going to happen. And so I had to be able to navigate my relationships and my romances in a realistic way because none of this shit is scripted. For me to think that this guy is going to fall out of the sky and have all the money, all the emotional stability, all of the... You know what I'm saying? It's just... It's fucking... Asinine. Yeah, I agree. I think the the movies, those romantic movies, especially like the Notebook. Yes. They they fuck women. I feel like they fuck women up because women they see like these Disney movies and they see like well, even those fucking Tyler Perry movies where it's like, oh, you oh, might be I'm with so this dog ass nigga. I'm so fucking glad you said. <laughs> <laughs> like you might Tom be Perry. with this dog ass nigga, right? But. Oh, don't worry, because a knight in shining armor is going to come, and he's going to swoop you up, and he's going to be exactly right. what, what you, you want, want him to be. And that's not fucking real. That's yeah. not real life. That's BS. So I definitely agree with you on those sentiments. I do think that media and movies, and sometimes music too, because it's it's a weird it's a weird world nowadays. You got the city girls, and then you got Janae Aiko, and it's like... <laughs> it's like... Right. A lot of them fall in between both. And so they don't know whether they want to cleanse themselves and sage the pain away or if they want to steal all the nigga money and <laughs> and pay their bills with it. Like, they don't know which one they want to do. So I definitely agree with the confusion as far as what the standard should be for a relationship or what a realistic relationship looks like. Right. So right. through you recognizing that maybe there's there are women or the women that you encounter romanticize relationships um how did you how did you navigate that with inside a relationship like you having that knowledge right and sometimes it's hard to kind of communicate that to women because i know that just in my relationships with my my um girlfriends and sometimes it's hard for me to communicate things that women do that maybe 
aren't constructive or conducive to having a successful relationship but they aren't receptive to the criticism so how did you navigate that without turning it into the issue or the problem um well to be frank with you it couldn't uh that's why i'm single now (laughs) because uh it, it it became an issue eventually it's like walking around on eggshells all the time and nobody wants that shit yeah. like it, and and I'll be the first to admit I stayed in a few relationships way longer than I should have mm. way longer because I genuinely enjoyed this person but their view was warped like they just wanted something unrealistic mm. or it was the double standard when it comes to emotions that I'm going to say this Anytime I have an emotional uh, opening, mm-hmm. I'm told I can come to you, I can express it, I can, you know, just let you know how I feel. But I'm also understanding and emotionally intelligent enough to know that just because I feel something doesn't mean it's always correct. Hmm. Okay. I feel like a lot of women feel like just because they're in their feelings, they are justified because they're feelings. No, hmm. feelings can be wrong. Hmm. And when you try to outwardly express that, you're attacking their foundation for reasoning, which Mm. is emotions, Mm. which is crazy nonetheless. Mm. And now they feel like they take it personal. And now they flip it and take whatever they have against you Mm -hmm. and use it against you. you. Okay, so can you give me like a... a, Because a lot of women are going to hear that and be like... "Ah." Hell no, what he talking about? Niggas stay doing bup, bup, bup. And then when we want to call it out, they be in their feelings, they be mad. So can you give our audience an example or or something tangible that they can understand? Like, okay, this is this and that is apples and oranges. It's not it's not you getting upset that you, uh, uh, about something that your man did and you trying to identify the problem. It's something else. Um... That's a tough question, sis. You put me on that one. Because um, I don't want to give out too much of my business. Uh, yeah, but get, fucking, you can change fucking, names on I'll give an example. <laughs> I'm just going to be transparent because that's what I'm about around here. So I finally confronted uh, being molested uh, when I was around 25-ish. Hmm. Um, it was kind of repressed and it came back to me because I smelled a certain cologne. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, I was in this dark place. Wow. Now, the young lady I was dating, um, I told her about it because I was in tears. I was torn up. Mm. And so that night, I just laid in bed. I couldn't sleep, but I just laid there. And she came and laid down next to me. And I was like, yo, can I know the sounds with but Can you just hold a nigga for a minute? Like, just put your arm around me and tell me it's going to be okay. She, hesit- she hesitated, but she did it. Hmm. I want to say about two months later, we got into it. She was like, and I think you'll ask, hey, what type of nigga lets another female put her arm around him? Ooh. Fuck nigga, you supposed to do that to me. Oh my goodness. And I was like, okay. Wow. So I'm here at this vulnerable ass moment. Mm. And you going to do that just to win an argument? Bet. Bet. Wow. And with, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm sure both of you agree with me. BJ, I'm pretty sure you've experienced this before, too, where once I give you that door 
and you use that like that mm-hmm. one dagger against me, mm-hmm. it's over. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, the door's nope. closed. Yep. That Back. bitch is locked. It's sealed shut. I put uh, bricks up in front of it. around it. It's over. Yep. yep. Wow. So now, now, not only have you fucked up this dynamic we had, but now I'm the, on defense for any other woman. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you don't want to generalize black women, but you see it way more often and it's not talked about. Um, for instance, I know a lot of my niggas uh, who play on PlayStation and shit. Mm-hmm. If you want to know a man in his purest, listen to him talk to his niggas on the game. That's where niggas go. Niggas either distract themselves with video games mm-hmm. or alcohol or weed. Or sex. It's, or sex. It's escapism. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. True. Yeah, man, it's 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 a hand in hand thing, and women. I've seen women get so upset with their men who spend so much time on on PlayStation or Xbox. Well, you need to go talk to him. You need to go figure out what the fuck he's trying to escape from. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe y'all need to do some soul searching together and do some conversation and figure out why he's getting released from somewhere else and not you. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. I never thought about it like that because. I mean, we. I think we're aware that men use it as escapism. We just don't understand what they're escaping from. And I think that it's interesting that you brought up the point about how that altered your your trust gauge with other women outside of this one woman. Because it, it's funny because a lot of women always talk about, well, this one guy did this thing to me. It was horrible. And now I have a hard time trusting any men and so it's um very eye-opening to hear that same perspective coming from a man Mm -hmm. and now it it kind of helps me gather more understanding about why there is a breakdown and a disconnect specifically between black black um women and men because it seems as if we're both going through traumatic situations at the same time maybe not with one another but then we come upon one another and we might be a good match for each other, but we've been damaged from our past relationships. Mm-hmm. And now we don't really know how to unravel that ball. I think that's the hardest part about trying to move on and have something healthy with somebody is trying to figure out, like, how the how the fuck do I unravel this ball of trauma to get myself open enough mm-hmm. to I- express myself and communicate in a certain way? And then the hard part is staying there. Or trusting that this person won't, at a later date, throw it back up in your face. So right. Yeah, you got to have a certain level of maturity coming into a relationship. Because it takes work on yourself. Yeah. To identify the problems that you have, that you have because of what you've gone through. And, and, and identifying it and then finding a solution that will get you out of that mindset. To be able to have you... You can still have your walls up, but th- there's a door that you can that you right. You, you can, can open. You can if open you, and right. close if you so choose. It's not just a brick wall. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you got to find a way <clears throat> to to get that those tools and stuff. And I think a lot of people, especially black people who experience trauma, but try to pray it away, they don't actually go to therapy. They don't actually talk about it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just stills there, and and then they go and try to get with somebody else who has a similar problems which most black americans do black Mm -hmm. or or women or or male you know what i'm saying like and then they try to come together and it's just big 
It's a big ball of trauma. It's a big ball of of trauma because neither one knows how to work through it, but they both have it. Well, because it's like, well, I don't even know how to navigate my own trauma. How the fuck do I navigate yours too? Exactly. And I think that's... It's not only that, and I'm I'm sorry, sis, I don't want to interrupt you, but there's a pivotal point when it comes to uh, communication, and that's just the communication piece. A lot of people don't know how to just shut the fuck up and listen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a circle back to my point, but I'm gonna make a, a big point here. You want to know why a lot of people aren't understanding Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter? It's because people aren't listening, mm. and until we as Black people understand that with each other, with men and women, mm-hmm. we can't convey it to other people on the outside. Let me explain. When you get somebody that I could stand in the middle of town square right now and be like, man, I'm hurting. I'm stressed. I feel like my queen doesn't want me. Hmm. I feel like I can't vent to anyone. And you want to know what's going to happen? Ten black women are going to stand in front of me and about five of them going to be like, well, we go through that, too. Hmm. You are all lives mattering. My emotions. Hmm. Instead of just standing there and listen, just knowing there's a time and place for everything. This isn't about you right now. I'm conveying how I feel. And people listen to respond instead of just listening mm. to yeah, listen. To listen and understand. Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot a lot of times too, I think there's two things that kind of contribute to that. I think that one, <clears throat> a lot of times black women generalize black men as a whole a lot. Mm. And I know that I've been guilty of doing it myself. And through my journey of growth and self-discovery and understanding my traumas, I have realized that I wasn't calling in the right kind of people in my life at first. I just I just wasn't. And because of that, I had extremely negative experiences. I had experiences where men continuously lied to me. They would deceive me. They would even lead me to the burning house, walk me in, and then walk the fuck back out is how I felt. And I would take those experiences. And and the the worst part is that I think a lot of us, especially women, especially women, we do not take a hard pause to really work that shit out before we move to the next person. Mm. Because what happens is. I'm with this guy. He does me dirty. I meet another guy a couple months later. Then I get with this guy. He does me dirty. I meet another guy. Like maybe a year or two later. Maybe I stay in that relationship for a while. I meet another guy. I get in that. And it just, you're just compounding upon your trauma. And you're not really trying to figure out, well, why is it that I have a pattern of these types of men that lead me to the generalization of all black men do blah, blah, blah. Or all men do blah, blah, blah. And I had to, I had to stop that type of thinking and it's, there's times where i'm not gonna lie i get sucked back into it via social media via whatever it is you know what i'm saying and i have to stop and tell myself you have to give this man the opportunity to prove you wrong let him prove you wrong now if something happens and it doesn't go right that's okay we can heal from whatever that is and move on and, and be more emotionally sound and aware of why things went the way they went so that we don't have to generalize every single man that we see or the next man that we get into a relationship with. Um, But I also feel like that some of this stuff is taught because within my household, 
I was never taught that men don't have emotions or that if you cry as a man, you're soft. I was never taught that. I didn't see that in my household. I saw it in the media, and especially in like black cinema. I saw it, but outside of like my that my actual like real world, what I did every day growing up, I didn't see or experience that. So I think that's why I tend not to put that on the men that I'm around. But I really want to try to like figure this out and try to help women unravel this yeah, because I, I think, think it's that like a, uh, I think it's <laughs> like a it's like a hood mentality. They think about in the hood. You but I feel like so, everybody who does this is not hood, though. Tough. I mean, but, but it's a hood mentality. Oh, uh, okay. Say that because, you don't like, have to be from the hood to have the hood mentality. Exactly. Okay, I get it's it. It's because you got to be tough in the hood. You can't be soft. If you walk around and you show your emotions and be vulnerable mm-hmm. in the hood, people going to pick on you. They're going to beat you up. They're going to talk about you just because. You know what I'm saying? So mo- both the women and the men are taught to be tough. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they see a little boy doing some something that they see that a little boy shouldn't be doing, that they feel shouldn't be doing, quote unquote, then they're going to call down and call him gay and soft and all this and that. Because, because they feel like you, as a boy, especially specifically as a boy to be a man, you shouldn't be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, everybody they see in their life and, they, and a man is like, you know, is is strong and sturdy and like very masculine and very they don't show emotion and and if they do they're blowing up they're mad and it's, you know what I'm saying like that's what they're used to seeing so if you if you see anything outside of that oh you're soft or you're weak or you're gay or you're yeah. you know what I'm saying it's it's a hood I feel like I it's a hood mentality maybe, because outside of that community I don't feel like no it does white women do this too they do don't think that white women don't do this they they definitely do this to white men too they do. They call them soft. They do that kind of shit, too, when they get mad. Because I've seen it before. But I think that it's not widely taught, per se, in the white community that your man has to look a certain way in order for him to be. And I feel like in the black community, we get that messaging. Your black man has to fit within this box. If he's anything outside of these boxes, he's not worthy of your love. He's not worthy of your respect. He's not worthy of your affection. And I think that that's wrong. I don't personally think that that is right. I feel like you have to give people a chance. Everybody's not the same. And to try to box black men in is really, it's doing a disservice to the community as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but I think we have to also look at the definition of masculine. Mm. Because masculine to me is just the natural state of a male being. It doesn't have anything to do with brute strength. It doesn't have anything to do with emotions. It is the hormonal conglomerate Mm -hmm. of your scientific sex or gender. That's all it is. Because anybody can possess masculine and feminine energy or be masculine and feminine. So it just doesn't... That whole concept of like, oh, this is masculine. This makes a man. Like, I don't understand that shit. So... I, I don't know. I really hope that through doing this series, I can kind of build more of an understanding. And I want to do a series with women too, where we kind of get into, well, why did you feel like you had to use that as your weapon? Because you're weaponizing someone's pain. Mm. And I think also a lot of women don't want to hear how they're abusers. Mm. That is abusive. Ooh. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is it is abusive. Yes, indeed. To weaponize someone's pain is abusive. And I know a lot of women who have felt this and have been through that same thing. So I don't understand why you take that those mechanics and apply it to somebody else in your life. Why would you do that? So I think that we we scratched the surface. This was a great conversation. It was a nice opener yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. to this subject. Agreed. I want to thank you for being so open and so transparent. Yeah. Um, because oh, I no. will say, oh, no. I will say that um, I too am a victim of molestation, and so I understand how that can filtrate into your relationship, into your interactions with the people of the opposite sex, even the same sex, mm. because I wasn't. I wasn't abused by a man. I was abused by a girl. And I wasn't abused by a girl who was older than me. I was abused by a girl who was the same age as me. So all of these things are very, they're intricate, they're deep. And we have to be open to letting people feel, letting men be humans. That is like one of the things that I preach in my household in particular is letting people be human, letting people make mistakes, letting them be emotional, giving them their space. And then creating a space where everybody can come together and heal so that we can build unity. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know me, Miss Pro Black, I'm trying to break it down. We got to break this shit down to build ourselves back up. Black lives do matter. I'm here for the movement. But this movement can't continue and can't be what it really needs to be unless black men and black women get on the same page in all aspects. And the first foundation of this Black Lives Matter movement is the black family. Mm. Is black love. It's black I say, love. I say, I say. So, thank you so much. Go ahead, plug your podcast again. Let them know where they can find you at. Hey, again, this your boy, sir, uh, CEO and owner. Okay, yeah. okay. Hey. 20 podcast LLC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you can find me on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, okay. SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook. Find us all there, man. And uh, we definitely are doing similar conversations with our squad goals conversation. So we'd be glad to have both you guys on our show as well. So definitely hit us up, man. We are all about these conversations. So thank you again for inviting me to listen to this. And BJ, good to talk to you, bro. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Next time I'm in town, we got to get a drink or something, bro. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We definitely got to do that. Got to. All right. Well, thank you for dropping in and having this conversation with us. And we will catch up with you on the next episode of Adolescent Adults. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Bye-bye. Peace. (laughs) Yeah.